What's up, everybody? It's me. Come on now, Jay Jr. Super thankful um, for all of you. It means the world uh, that you would take the time to just push play and listen. Um, I have somebody very phenomenal that's coming on. You know, I, I really believe that there are times in life where, you know, you're, you're, you're doing your thing, you're making things happen, you're pushing, you're moving forward, and then all of a sudden a door opens. And I, I'm so grateful I have somebody... Um, that is from Motown Gospel, and and I, I I am like I love his voice, who he is, what he represents. Brian Courtney Wilson. Um, if you don't know him, you should. This man is a three-time Grammy Award nominee. Uh, it's just so much. We're going to talk, but I want to give him a call because he has a new uh, single out that is from one of the greats, and he actually redid the song, and I believe he did it justice, and it is beautiful. His voice is beautiful. So let me give him a call real quick. Let's see. Hello, everybody. Let's say what's up to Brian Courtney Wilson. Sir, thank you for coming on. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me, Jay, man. It's a pleasure. Oh, my gosh. Number one, okay, we're going to go down because before we jump into anything, y'all, you need to know, if you do not know, this man has a portfolio that is beautiful. Listen, he had a hit single called Worth Fighting For. It had over 18 million streams. Can we talk about that? Can we also talk about how the album had over 35 million streams to date? You, you've you also been nominated for a Grammy, not once, not twice, but three times. Nominated for a Billboard Music Award, six Dove Awards, winner of one Dove Award for traditional gospel album of the year, winner of one Stellar Award, and I love the Stellar Awards. Listen, I've been watching that forever. I've been I've been loving the Stellar Awards forever. Um, and then you've had four top ten singles at the Gospel Radio, three chart topping albums on the Billboard as um, Billboard Gospel album, I, and now you have a new single out, uh, which is beautiful. It is a classic by Marvin Gaye, Inner City Blues, Make Me Wanna Holler, and we're going to talk about that. Um, it, uh, bro. <laughs> I'm I'm clapping. I'm clapping for you. And you've done so much. And how I I, I want to just talk a little bit about the history of who you are. I'm in the middle of a of season three, and our host this the whole season is about motivation versus stagnation. I do not find that strange. So we'll talk a little bit about what that means to you, what motivation means for you as an artist. How are you pushing? What is the message behind it? Um, so number one, I just want to say thank you, and I have nothing but respect for you. So <laughs> hey, I appreciate you saying so. In fact, let me ask you, because you said I don't find that strange. What does that mean? To, that? to me, I don't. I, everything is orchestrated. There's a reason for everything. And I, I, when I was thinking of this season, motivation versus stagnation, I've been thinking about it for months. And in the middle of the pandemic, I was hearing people saying, I'm just finding it strange. I'm finding it hard to just push to do. Now, this is before even just the up where we know recent events, you know, um, and my heart is it goes out to people that have dealt with the loss through the pandemic. And then we have, of course, where our country is dealing with Black Lives Matters, you know, and I love what LeBron James said. It is not just a movement. 
it is actually a lifestyle. You have to, it has to become a lifestyle. You have to keep going. You have to keep believing. You got to keep moving. Um, and so, you know, then you hear of like George Floyd. There's, it's, there's so much. And it's even bigger than that because this has been happening. People think that this is new. Um, Brian, no. We have been dealing with police brutality for years. This has been happening. And somebody said, it's not that it's just um, new. You just finally have a video screen to record it. But before I go into any of that, I just don't find it strange that during this moment that this was the topic that was given to me. It was put in my heart. And I'm I'm finding people find hope in the midst of what would seem like would be like, what do I do? I feel stuck. Um, and you're not stuck. Um, if you have a mind, if you have a mind to work, if you have a mind that works, if you got hands. You got feet. I go down and I'm simple. You can do something. Um, and so everybody's voice matters. And so I, that's why I'm super thankful that you decided to just come on and speak um, to the audience and, and let them know um, what your vision is and what your passion is. So let's before we go into all of that, because, you know, I want you to jump into the ring. I've been saying this. I want you to jump into the ring and I want you to have your space and be able to share and talk. Can we talk about. OK, so. Uh, let's go back. Where were you born? Like, I'm so general. Like, where were you born? What was it like being you as a kid? And then what got you into the music scene? So go for it. Yeah, I was, I was born, uh, right outside the West side of Chicago. Okay. So like about 10, 20 minutes from the West side of Chicago. And, um, I'm a child of the seventies. So, I Whoa. so what I remember seeing is, um, you know, we call it, uh, gentrification now when, you know, uh, inner city neighborhoods are moved, are taken over by um, uh, more affluent people. Mm-hmm. They move the people that were living there out. Well, I saw white flight. I saw like when you moved into a neighborhood and there were white people there, they began to move out because they wow. were afraid. Wow. And I noticed as a child, but uh, they were afraid that their home values would go down. And so they wanted to sell before they couldn't sell at the rate that they bought it at. Anyway, that's that's what I grew up seeing. So I, I saw white people around me, and then I saw it slowly dwindle. You know, wow. Wow. Uh, so in many ways, I came up in a predominantly black uh, neighborhood, but it, it changed into that over time. Mm. Uh, and I can remember from a child, I always wanting, I always wanting to sing, I was singing, I was being encouraged by my parents to go to choir rehearsal and sing. Oh yes, but no, yes. No one was ever talking about like you're gonna be a a music star though <laughs> you know be on TV right it was in fact um and I'm fast forwarding a little bit when I was considering what I would do for college I was discouraged from doing that because mm-hmm. um the church I was in uh you know they put moral let's see they thought it wouldn't be morally sound for me to be a musician right and I remember uh-huh. having a conversation with the music minister at the time who had been a musician saying in a, he had a lecture and talked to me about it. Mm. And so it kind of discouraged me from doing that yes. on top of my parents kind of getting in my ear about him and what you gonna do for money. And so I didn't study music when I went to school. I, I went in to do engineering and then I switched wow. to economics. Okay. But uh, thankfully, I was uh, able to join the University of Illinois Black Chorus while I was there under wow. the direction of Dr. Ollie Watts Davis. Yes. And she kept the fire lit. You know, it was just um, her approach to sacred music 
not just um, for this, you know, because it's about Jesus, but the way you can execute it in uh, excellent fashion. That's mm-hmm. what she pointed to. And I remember her saying to me, I, went, I remember asking her one time for music lessons, and she was like, you know, B, you really know how to sing. Like, you really can sing. Yeah. What you're learning for me, and you know, what you're going to be learning over your lifetime is discipline. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. discipline for me is like, now, what do you really want to do versus what you don't want to do? Right. What do you really want, what do you really want to do? Mm-hmm. From the choices you make mm-hmm. versus what you're getting from the choices you make. Right. And do you have the discipline to say yes and no to the things you, you, you need to do to mm-hmm. do what you want? That's what, that's what it's been about since I was a child, is wow. making those decisions. And some of us, fortunately, have parents who are strong enough to help us make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Some of us learn through life what those decisions should be for ourselves. Some of us have to break free from the constructs of the community that we're reared in to find out who we really are sometimes. You know what I mean? But I think I think that's, when you talk about motivation versus stagnation, I think that's the wrestle a lot of times. Like, yes. you got to get to what is God saying to you? Mm. you? Yes. Yeah. I think that's huge yeah. because... I think uh, if, even if I, when I look over, I always share personal experiences, but I think that was a big thing for me going through life between uh, the balance of trying to figure out, are you going to go for what you want or are you going to settle for what you get? And then in between that, there's this, this stagnation that you got to get over because you have voices and you got to know, what are you called to do? What what is on the inside of you that if you put passion with purpose, um, doors would open and you would see the fruition of what you has been put on the inside of you because dreams are not put there to die. So keep talking. <laughs> well, that's it right there. And I think uh, what many people do let the dream die because they just, they don't believe it. They don't believe that they have enough in their hand to move forward, to take the next step forward. Mm. Um, and there are all types of reasons for this. I've, I've been thinking about one in particular, and that's imaging. And mm-hmm. how sometimes you can set expectations um, for where you should be based on the images that you see. Yep, come on Those now. images are so easily manipulated mm-hmm. that sometimes you set a goal for something that's not even real when it was presented to you. Wow. So, and... Um, as I was considering that, I was thinking about how in Exodus, God says, don't put any other gods before me. Mm-hmm. Don't put any other gods before me. And don't make any graven images of what you think is in heaven or is in earth. And, and when I consider that scripture and write what I'm, what I'm saying, I'm, I have been pondering whether or not we need to ask the Lord for mercy as we are surrounded by these images that we've used to construct our reality. Wow. And say, Lord, mercifully, yes. mercifully help yes. me to see more. Yes. Help me to see mm-hmm. what I might be missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Help me to see where, oh my goodness, where I set either lower expectations in what you meant for me or higher expectations than what's even like, is it about getting like the biggest house on the block? Right. Really gonna give me peace? No. And I've met too many people that have the money and they have 
the same, but they don't have the peace. You can't. The thing is, though, Brian, you, I, the biggest thing I wanted going through my life, my when I look at my childhood and going into like the teens and into my twenties, you know, the one thing I wanted was peace, but because I didn't feel like I could find that. Um, you would you turn to things you those images and you think those images will fill that void but there is nothing like um, inner peace that no matter what's going on around you you know you will be all right and you know there's a path that is planned out for you and it's bigger than you and I think that is so major because you can't people will say you can't buy it I know people that try to buy their peace. You can't buy peace. It's something that is like, I have to just receive this. I have to like, it's not in things. It's and for me, for me, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, I know it's in God. Um, and so that's so real. I, I, that's so real what you're saying. Keep going. Keep talking. <laughs> I like how you said that too. I can't speak for me, uh, for everybody, but for me, it's in God. It's in God. Yeah. I, I think, you know, uh, I, sometimes Christians have operated with the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, when I talk about God, I, I got the, I got the truth, absolute truth. <laughs> I think you want to see the Bible too? Yeah, I'm yeah. Saying, I'm saying, man, I think we got to humble ourselves in that regard, mm-hmm. even as we as we forge ahead with what we. We, we call the truth. Come on now. In terms of right. uh, making a connection between what we say yeah. and the manifest, manifestation of the fruit mm-hmm. of what we believe, right? Right. Um, it takes time for, for seed to take root and then bear fruit. Oh, man, you got me thinking about that. I've been pondering for two weeks. I love Let it. Let me lay it out. Go for it. it I love these type of moments. This is why I love this show. <laughs> Go for it. So, part of why we wanted to do make me want to holler. Yeah. Um, there's several reasons, but one in particular I think we need to have right now is a space and permission to lament. We need to grow. Yes. Yes. We need to stop and consider the fact, like you said, that that song is relevant 50 years later. 50 years later. 50 year old song, those lyrics are relevant still to this day. Yeah. And 50 years is still just a drop in the bucket compared to the centuries of uh, propaganda Mm -hmm. and ideals and um, uh, sociological choices that were made to put us in this position. Mm -hmm. So, and people argue that the police brutality is connected to slave patrols and things like that. You know, I'm I'm not a doctor or anything like that. I'm just saying that these are new iterations of an old problem. Mm -hmm. When When I consider that, I think that we need to shout. I think we need to grieve. We need it to be uncomfortable and we need to take our time and look at it. Right. You know, and not just try to make up for it with the next win. Well, here's the thing, Brian. I told a friend this recently. You know, we we usually try to rush through things like you're saying. We're trying to move through. But have we ever stopped and thanked God for this problem? And I, when I said this, I was like, because I, I kept saying, I just want to get through the pandemic. A pandemic. I want to get past it. I want to get back to the way life was. But the way life was, we were blind. So could it be? I'm not saying that. Listen, I'm not saying God sent this thing. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, since it is here, what am I thankful for? 
if we were busy and we were moving, I really believe we would not be as sensitive. So now we need to be in this moment, stop trying to rush to get to the other side and give space to breathe. You are seeing it. You can't go nowhere. You can't go to places you want to go to usually. You can't. Usually when something like this would happen, people would see it and be like, oh, that's so sad and keep going. I got to go to Disneyland. You know, (laughs) that's when people are like, I got things to do. But for the first time, you're having to really sit in this. It's okay to sit in this and to feel it. And I think with your song, well, I know with your song, when I, when I was, I, I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, like, I don't have any distractions. I need to feel this. Thank you. Brian, you created a space. <laughs> you are creating space, man, um, for us to feel this and to know that my, I have video footage of my grandma dancing to the song. Years ago, years ago to Marvin Gaye's song, years ago, I have footage. And now here we are down the road. My grandmother passed away in April, um, which was so unfortunate. She's my hero. She passed away and I was looking at footage and that song came on and she was dancing. I was going through. And then here I am just months down the road and you have the song and it's beautifully redone. And I'm like, it's still happening. We are still seeing the very words that my grandma used to dance to. Years ago, this is still the same dance that is happening today. And um, I do believe what you are saying. I know what you're saying is the truth. Feel this. Um, so, so, and one plus condolences, man. Uh, oh, thank um, you. Thank you. Um, but, I'm, man, what I hear is that she's still alive like, in your spirit. Your yes, spirit. sir. Yes, you know sir. I mean? Yes. So that's the joy. That's the joy we have. Yes. This is, this world is not our home. Mm -hmm. It's not. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's the hope. Oh, yeah. Even in my grieving, in my shout, man, I'm not just shouting into the wind. Right. I'm heard. Mm -hmm. I'm heard. Yes. And my words matter. And what I speak to um, can influence the future. And, okay, I'm going to give you an example. Like, this is what I've been thinking about. Like, okay, go ahead. Jesus, uh, that story about the fig tree, I think it's Mark 11, mm-hmm. where he, he approaches a fig tree, and the fig tree does not have figs on it. Mm-hmm. And he says to the tree, you'll never bear fruit again. And some of the theologians say that the reason why he spoke to the tree that way was because it looked like it was supposed to have figs on it. It was out of season, mm-hmm. but it was so it had so many leaves on it that he thought it was supposed to have fruit. Mm-hmm. And they get back. He leaves that situation and goes and starts to turn over tables in the uh, temple. Mm. People were buying doves. Yeah, I heard a preacher say that what they were selling were sacrifices that needed to be made. So you could be uh, reconciled to God. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard people say. Okay. Which made me think about why, when you said, hey man, uh, there are times when I've longed for peace, and I thought peace was tied to the images I've seen. Yeah, and so, I'm those images. Right. And right. I was like, man, that's what it feels like. Like, we're sold a bill of goods on, this is what you need to obtain to get peace. This is what you need to make this amount of money, mm-hmm. so you can buy this amount of stuff, right. which means you're going to have to work this amount of time and you're going to have to eat this amount of uh, whatever to mm-hmm. get there and you'll have to slowly chip away at what brings you 
what has brought you peace since you were a child, you have to chip away at it. Right, right. And, and Jesus comes in and flips that all around. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then he teaches. And then the people that were responsible for the ministering that particular time, uh, temple square, mm-hmm. they want to kill him for it, right? Right, right. Peter, <laughs> Peter sees when they come back, this is what Peter sees. Yo, that tree you spoke to is dead. Mm. What? Wow. You cursed that tree and it died. And then Jesus says this. He says, um, man, you're going to do greater things than these. If, if you just speak, if you, you can speak to a mountain, and if you just have the faith to believe, yes, yeah, that mountain will have to be moved. Mm-hmm. Wait, oh man, this, this, and that's the tense part, right? It ain't just that. You also have to forgive. Mm-hmm. Like you have to forgive and let people off the hook and let go of offense. Let yourself off the hook. For the yes. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. For the times, for the times you let you let your offense, you let your doubt, your insecurity cause you not to see, cause you not to see the power you already had to speak to the mountains in front of you. Wow. To even approach it, approach something that uh, you thought should be, you had the power to walk away from it. Mm-hmm. Like, man, you know what? This will never. This will. I'll never stay here and settle for this. Right, right. That's so real so because that's so real. Okay, okay. Wow. Mm. Am I tripping? No, no. I'm not a preacher either, but I can understand I what you're saying. <laughs> I feel like there's this truth in it that's relevant to our time. Yeah. About. I think. I think. Man, there's so much because you talked about you still got hands, you still got feet. Mm-hmm. And we still got breath. We still got it. And that was a gift. Yes, it is. And even having that, man, is so much power. It's, if you receive it, like if you get it, like yo. It's so real. The breath you have yes. is enough to move a mountain. Yes, yeah. If you get it, if you see it. And so many things I think are trying to obstruct our ability to see the power in breath. Mm. The power in the seed of what you can do with the next breath. Yeah. And that's what I keep thinking about. No, it's real because even hearing that, I think about, I've said this before, forgiveness is the doorway to your freedom. And I think, no question. And I think if we can, it's hard. People have said, it's hard. I know. And, but if I trace it back to what you just said, but what are you looking at to make it harder? What are you hearing to make it harder? Forgiveness is not even so much for the other person. We've all heard this. It's for you. It's for you so you can stand up and speak to things. Speak to things that um, have been a hindrance. Speak to things that have been in the way. Um, it, It goes right back to your song. There's freedom. There's freedom so you can go beyond the holler. (laughs) You know, you can go beyond that. Okay, so I've I've said something. Now, how can I go beyond that? Whew. Y'all need to hear this. Are y'all hearing this conversation? <laughs> Are y'all listening? This is so good. It is so good. Um, and it's so real and, and relevant for today. So I think about now with everything that's going on, and I, and I know I can just trace it right back for you. I know then you are being cautious. I, I, have you ever heard of I'm watching what I'm seeing? It's like Gates. 
you have an eye gate, you have a soul gate. So during this during this whole movement, you have uh, music that's coming out that is beautiful. Um, what are you looking at to keep you motivated? What are you seeing, Brian, um, as far as for today for yourself? Could you speak to that? Things that you're looking at that keeps you motivated, that keeps you going? I mean, um, I'm, I'm more clear than I've ever been on my call in mm. earth. So that keeps me going. Like, I know that I was made to encourage people, mm. to lift up. Um, if, you, if you're down... I know that I was meant to help you with your esteem. Mm. You're going to hear something that makes you, oh my goodness. You're going to hear something that um, reminds you of the power you have in the next breath you take. Wow. For real. That's, 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 I'm real clear on it. I am made to remind people of the grace that's been afforded to them. Wow. Because more and more I'm aware of the grace that's been afforded to me. And I say more and more because I don't think any of us can ever be able to count it. Mm. The amount of grace that we've been shown. Right. Mm. We can't count it. No, no. But I do have evidence like this breath. Mm-hmm. This breath that I'm that, that I'm using to speak with you now, man, I I did not make this up. Someone gave this to me. Mm. God gave this to me. Yeah. Despite all and then I have it. And one of the things that has been, become acutely aware to us since George Floyd is that there yes. are also forces out here that want to take it away. Mm. They're aligned to take it away. Right. So there is a fight. Yes, it is. And there is, there is something to be contended with. So what will we do? What will you do with the next breath? I, I think I've been made to use that breath to, to do what I'm what I just mentioned to you, mm-hmm. to encourage, to esteem, yeah. to um, lift people up. And so when you ask what I'm seeing, I am seeing that we are presented with an opportunity to really ask ourselves, like getting back to those those questions I mentioned before. Yeah. Which is tied to a uh, which is tied to a, a, a meditative practice that one of my mentors is asking me to follow. Mm-hmm. And asking myself every day, what brought you joy? What brought you love today? Mm-hmm. What gave you life? Mm-hmm. And then conversely, what took it away? What drained you? Ask yourself this every day. She asked me to do this for the next 30 days. Wow. So I can, so I can start to be clear on, man, what do I really want? Yes. And one of the things I found, too, is... Sometimes the things I really want are connected to the things I don't want. Like I got to do, like exercise. <laughs> yeah, we are uh, right. Listen, you know what doesn't bring me life? Mm-hmm. Thinking about exercise. Right, right. <laughs> like to think, and that drains me. And I don't <laughs> think about it to do it. What I've learned now is, that, hey man, you just don't think about it too long. You just go do it. Right. You think about it, do it. Just and do so it. That's that's where I'm at right now, and I think we all. I think we all could take some time and really start asking ourselves that independent of what we're being told we should want mm-hmm. and what we're being told we shouldn't want. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself and trust that God loves you enough to show you. Yeah, yeah. He loves you enough to show you because there. I go right back to there are things that have been placed on the inside of us. And what you connect to, is it, it also... Um, is a reflection of what, what what's on the inside of you. And so I've had to make in these type of seasons moments of disconnect 
moments of connecting to help remind me of, um, of like, okay, this is where I'm going. Um, I don't want to take any detours that I do not want to take in this moment because we're dealing with so much. I need to focus. Um, I really want to focus myself and I want to have balance in this season. Um, so that is real. I love that. With every, and you think about, like you said, the breath that you have, what are you doing? Um, and then you need to just do it. You need to just do some things because if you do think about it, I'm going to tell you something, Brian, I have a home, I have a home gym. I got some weights in the garage and things like that because ain't nothing open up here. And so, but if I think about it, if I sit there and look at it, there's no result. (laughs) So you have to just, you have to do it. You have to go beyond, okay, I've seen it, but what am I, what's my part to play? The part to play is with that weight, listen to this, there's going to be pain. But there will be joy on the other side. So you have to just do it. <laughs> you have to just do it. You know, you have to really just do it. So I, I want to talk about just now with your, you know, your albums and be coming out still, which is super exciting in the fall. And I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very excited for it. Um, can you tell me just the, uh, the concept I know we have the first single. You have another one coming out as well, too. Um, and uh, it, that's going to be rolling out here very soon. But could you tell me just the whole concept of this album? You know, where you, what your thought is behind it, what your, everything. So just go for it. So the, the concept behind Steel is... Um, is these are such hard questions, Jay. <laughs> they always mean so many things to me. But just even thinking about that word still, there's yeah. some things that, that are still going on. Mm. There's some things that are still going on that are good, like his mercy endures forever, that mm. he'll never leave you or forsake you. And there's some reasons why we should be still. Mm. God is still God. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to leave it right there. That's that's, listen, that's, listen, I, that's what listen, Brian, you right there. I was like, okay, everybody, did you hear that? Be still. <laughs> you know, that, that right there resonates with my soul because sometimes you could be restless within yourself. And because of, I go back to what we were just talking about, what we're seeing, what we're hearing, and you could be, it's called an everywhere. <laughs> my, my mom said, you are everywhere right now. Um, and, and, and so you need to just silence the voices and be still. And in that moment, you realize it's, it's okay. It's okay. Yes, I have to fight, but be still knowing that God is God. That's real. Can I, can I say one more thing? Go ahead. Go ahead. Because that was good to me. Still, you, you um, follow through on your assignment. Mm. You've been called to do something in the earth. And even with everything that's going on around, you need to, you need to be still at your post. Wow. That's real. Because part of, part of, part of us making it through this thing is you finishing what you started. Mm. You got to finish. Yeah. You got to keep going. Yes. And you got to trust, like I said, that God is still God. Yeah. And all of what that means, especially when it comes to his children. Wow. Well, you I could believe. 
you I definitely feel with this um new album just hearing just this concept I, I can see how it's falling into place you know you think about like you have this single right here make me want to holler inner city blues but what do we do after the holler you've talked about that but then you have your new single that you drop that you already have breathe again you know everything ties in with this still this stillness oh, just, just to be clear so breathe again that's really not the single mm. it's called still breathe again is a name of like this conversation series slash radio show I've been doing love it where, love it oh man because people ask me what is it yeah and we're setting the atmosphere mm. we're setting the atmosphere for the music we're setting the atmosphere for these concepts and that, that's what I'm trying to do I love it I love it's it kind of like you said, casual conversations on Thursday. Yes. With intention. With intention. Yes. When people walk away, they they it's easier for them to breathe again. Mm. And also to see easier. Like mm. you see what I need to gravitate towards, what I need to let go. That's that's the goal. Wow. Wow. Well, I definitely feel that in your music. I feel that in over in your whole portfolio, you feel it. You feel it. You can feel that with your songs. What would you say um, to the person that's listening right now um, when they do hear this and they feel stuck, they feel overwhelmed? And I know you've touched on it, but I want you just to speak to that person. I think about the one, you know, I always say um, there's many, but what about the one? And the one becomes many because they begin to tell of, hey, I heard something. Hey, something hit me. Somebody said something to me. And so with people that are facing so much, you ha- we have, you know, our people as well. And then you just have all people dealing with this pandemic. You th- see things that are happening um, all over the world. But what would you speak to them right now as far as that is something that is hopeful that would encourage them? Every time I've been um, stuck in my past, um, even during this pandemic, times I felt down and stuck, I've always, and I didn't have an answer, like I don't know what to do next. Mm-hmm. Getting unstuck has always been tied to helping somebody. Ooh. Mm. Like um, realizing, first of all, that I had something that could help. And then having eyes to see where I could make it. You know what I'm saying? Like when somebody asked mm-hmm. for help, yeah. I offered it. Yes. Or um, I reached out and just asked, hey, man, do you need some help? Mm-hmm. Even, though I wasn't, even to people who I thought, man, maybe they don't even need my help. Mm-hmm. You know, what could they possibly need help for me from getting everything I'm giving away? Mm-hmm. But every time I've done that, that's all I've gotten in stuff. Yeah. So I would, I would encourage you to, if you're feeling stuck, to know, again, I'm going to go back to this breath. The fact that you're still breathing means you're still holding on to something that can help somebody. Wow. Mm. Find it. Seek it out. Ask the Lord to show you what that means. Right. And I think that's, that is the path forward. That's the path um, forward from stagnation to motivation. Mm. That's real. Am I saying that right? You are. Oh, there's nothing. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm soaking this up even for myself. That's so good. Um, I hope you heard everyone what he just said. Uh, that's real. 
Find something. You have breath. That means there's hope. Find something that would be a help to somebody else. I can speak to that myself. I love the fact that I can connect with people. And whenever I feel like it's too much, I go and help somebody else. It reminds me that there's always somebody else out there that is in this with you. So go be a blessing. Go help somebody. Go love somebody. They need it. Um, You guys, I have to just say this conversation is so beautiful. Please do yourself a favor. Download the song. Come on now. it's, It's so beautiful how he was able to just sing this song from your soul, from your soul. You guys, Inner City Blues, Make Me Want to Holler, Brian, Courtney, Wilson. Man, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, no, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time. And you guys, shout out, you know, uh, y'all follow him on Instagram. Come on now. Make sure you support him. Uh, get after this music uh, because it is, it's so good to your soul. And I appreciate it. And I thank you so much, Brian, for taking the time to talk with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man, Jay. Thank you. What you're doing, so. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Well, there you have it, you guys. I just want to say, gosh, it was such a privilege and an honor to have a conversation with somebody that is making things happen. Um, he said so much. I know you didn't hear everything. <laughs> Go back over this episode. Uh, I'm super thankful. And um, if ever you feel like, what am I going to do? Just be thankful for the next breath. Thank, thank, Be thankful. I think even throughout this whole conversation is being thankful for what you do have is major. Um, so you know what I'm going to say. Until next time, let's keep the conversations going. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.